Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. There is nothing too bold. There is nothing too crazy. There is no such thing as reaching too high. If you want to be a multimillionaire, you want to be a billionaire, go for it because it's possible. If someone has done it, then you can do it too. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with Scott Aaron, a fellow podcaster, business coach, and LinkedIn expert. We talk about mindset and how to shift it, setting your goals, and believing in yourself. Check out my conversation with Scott Aaron. All right, Scott. Can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Perfect. First of all, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us this fine morning. Absolutely. Grateful to be here. It's always great to talk with other podcasters because I feel like we have a commonality that we just sense each other and we kind of get each other. The second thing I like to do is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, Scott, feel free to go all the way back to day one or you can start a more current day. Tell us about yourself. So first of all, thank you again for having me. It is great to talk to other podcasters. And I think when you classify a podcaster, it's someone that just really loves communicating, but more so loves listening. I love listening. I love hearing people's stories and just really honored to share mine. So I can go all the way back. I jokingly tell people that I grew up in a very typical Jewish household, which means you have a very overbearing mother. And she still is to this day. Even though I'm 41, she still has kept me at that 10-year-old little boy self. And I love her for that. And I played sports and had a great group of guys that I grew up with and still friends 35 years later. But I would say where my life really kind of took that turn that really kind of transcended where I am today at 41 is when I was 18, my father had left a company that he was working for. He was working in the physical rehabilitation profession, managing multiple locations in health clubs. And then he left because there were some inner problems going on with that company. And he then ventured out on his own to actually follow his passion, which was gym ownership. And he competes still to this day. He'll be 68 in December. 
And he actually is one of the top ranked raw, all natural bench pressers in the world. He's number three in the 60 to 69 age category and number one in the 66 to 70 category. So weightlifting and bodybuilding and nutrition and wellness has been in my family my entire life. There was a reason why my dad made that pivot, which we didn't find out till about six months after he took over the gym. He had sat us down, and this was in between my freshman and sophomore year of college, so 18 going on 19. My father said the real reason why I left that business is because they're under investigation with the federal government for a $9.5 million insurance fraud case. And I'm actually caught in the middle of it. Obviously, the company closed. I had to leave and I needed to start this gym to continue moving things forward monetarily for our family. But he did say that there is a a chance, even though he is cooperating, that he might get house arrest, which means we would all have to step up and play our part. That was the pretty picture that was painted. The real picture of what ended up happening is he ended up getting sentenced to 24 to 36 months in federal prison. So at 18 and a half, that gym was turned over to me as a teenager. And this was my pivotal moment. I've never had a boss. So I always tell people that I've been psychologically unemployable since day one. I've only known how to work for myself. But that experience, the events of driving my father to prison and dropping him off and him turning around and telling me, now you're the man of the house. It's a pivotal moment in not even just a man's life, in in a human being's life. Because I had my sister and my mother that I need to now focus on to help continue moving the business forward and supporting my family. But I never would have had it any other way. The ups and downs between the years of 18 to just about four years ago, when I made my pivot out of the health and wellness industry into the coaching and consulting, it was an 18-year, 19-year roller coaster ride from having two successful gyms, selling them for a million dollars in 2003, launching a third and final one, ending up in $1.5 million of liability debt, getting married and divorced twice within a six-year span, blessed to have become a father almost eight years ago, losing a house, filing for personal bankruptcy, So many ups and downs in my journey. But the one thing that I, Les Brown is one of my favorite external mentors to look up to. I'd seen him speak multiple times, sat in the front row at an event. And I love what he says. He goes, You may get knocked down, but if you look up, you can get up. And no matter how many times I've been knocked down in my life, I've always found a way to continue to move forward, whether it's a millimeter or a mile. The armor, that I have built up in my life through all the businesses that I've had. People see the glory of what I'm doing right now, but they don't really know the the story of how you always have to find a way. There's an answer and a solution to every problem. So I wasn't going to sit in my stuff and just twiddle my thumbs and wait for something to happen. I had to go make it happen. And when I made that final pivot to file for personal bankruptcy and close the gym just four years ago, to step into growing and building my own personal brand and what I was truly passionate about, which was coaching and consulting and speaking and writing and podcasting, 
my life hasn't been the same. And that's available to every single person. There wasn't a knock on my door and said, hey, Scott, this is available to you if you want it. I had to create all of those opportunities. And that's the beautiful thing about life. And also the beautiful thing about being a human being. We are the only species that actually can become different. So if you think about the life cycle of most animals, whether we're talking about apes or crickets or lions and tigers, it's the same life cycle. They mate, they have babies, and they go through some survive, some don't, but they're always a lion. They're always a bear. They're always a cricket. They're always whoever they are. But human beings, we can become whoever we want to be. We can become professional athletes. We can become scientists. We can become doctors. We can become writers and speakers. And that's the beauty. Whatever we want to do, we can do it. We just have to stay in the game long enough for the compounded effect to take place to truly wake up every day living life on our own terms. Again, between you and me, everyone says, oh, you know, you want to fire your boss, you want to be your own boss, want to be an entrepreneur. Listen, there are some people that are cut out for entrepreneurship and there's some people that aren't. And that's okay. There are some people that love working for someone else. The people that work for Apple or they work for Amazon, they want to be part of that culture and that's fine. But someone had to go first. Jeff Bezos had to go first. All the people that have created these these conglomerates had to go first. And I don't consider those people followers. People can build their own businesses and have their own identities within an organization, whether it's an organization that you own or an organization that you work for. But you have to kind of lean into that and have no doubt that what you're doing is what you want to do, not what you have to do. That's a big mindset shift going from wanting to, to having to, I don't wake up having to do anything. I wake up wanting to do everything that I'm doing. Got it. So let me go back to the moment when you became the man of the house. As an 18-year-old, what goes through your mind and where do we even start, right? So you've talked a lot about mindset. You talked a lot about living life on your own terms and just kind of the fact that entrepreneurs are, in essence, a different breed. But what's step one? What is the first thing you do and how do you get there? Because it happened at at such a young and impressionable age, I was still in that mindset, and I'm sure you can relate to this, that as we grow up as kids, one of the main things that we want to do as we grow up is to make our parents proud. So when I was thrusted into this adult role as a child, I was still in that mindset that I wanted to make my family proud. If I was any older, if I was a young adult, right? I was 22, 23, 24. It would have been really hard for me to maybe make that transitional shift because I was out of college. I was in the workforce. But everything happened so intuitively. It was just, I had to do it. I don't think that there is a script that's written or an outline to exactly how to create the best life possible or or how do you deal with these things. You just have to really acknowledge what's in front of you. And I go back to one of the first personal development books that I ever read, which is called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And what Eckhart goes on to say in this book, and I mean, it's full, chop full of nuggets, but I love what he said. He said, there's three types of people in this world. There's people that live in fear. 
There's people that live in anxiety and there's people that live in peace. The people that live in fear are the ones that are always thinking about the future, the what if, creating stories that haven't even happened yet. And then there's people that live in anxiety where they're carrying around the luggage of their life, all the things that happened to me, all the traumas, and you're just carrying around that luggage everywhere you go. But then there's those people that live in peace. And they're living in the only time that every single one of us actually can control. And that's right now. So I think intuitively, as a young adult, I knew that I had to just focus on what was directly in front of me. And at the very beginning, what was in front of me was, listen, you have to learn how to run a business. You have to learn how to be a wellness professional. You have to learn how to be a personal trainer. You have to learn how to be a sports nutritionist. You have to learn how to teach classes. You have to learn how to be a leader. You can't take courses on that. I love how there's these courses out there that teach you how to be a quote-unquote influencer now. And it's so funny. I posted something on LinkedIn the other day that says... I said basically in a video that if you want to influence people, impact them first. You have to impact people first in order to influence them to actually do something else. And it's funny. The first person to comment and like that was Tim Brown. And for the listeners who don't know who Tim Brown is, Tim Brown is one of the all-time greatest wide receivers in the NFL of all time. He played for the Oakland Raiders. He's the number seven wide receiver in yards. And he said, you're exactly right. He goes, impact first, influence follows. So for me, I just had to learn. The example that I give is jumping into the deep end of a pool without your wingies on. If you don't have a life preserver, trust me, you're going to find a way of how to swim. And that's what I've done. Got it. So given all of that, your experience and the things that you've learned over the years, what motivates you? I think the just becoming better, understanding that everything is possible, meaning I have huge goals. I have literally hairy, audacious goals that people would hear and they're like, dude, you're crazy. But I'm not. And the example is this. And for all the listeners, there is nothing too bold. There is nothing too crazy. There is no such thing as reaching too high. If you want to be a multimillionaire, you want to be a billionaire, go for it because it's possible. If someone has done it, then you can do it too. And the example that I always give is the story of Roger Bannister. And for people that are not familiar with that story, Roger Bannister was the first person to ever run a sub four-minute mile. So back in the 30s and 40s, it was impossible. And they said this, it is humanly impossible for someone to run a sub four-minute mile. So Roger Bannister said, screw it. I'm going to train for it and I'm going to prove them all wrong. And he did it. And here's the interesting thing. Once he proved it, in the next year, year and a half, 13 other people did the same thing. So when I hear stories like that, this person's making millions, this person's impacting all these people, this person's doing all this, I can do that too. Each person that you are looking at, that you're inspired by, that you're influenced by, is leaving you a trail 
of how they did it. You just have to look closely at what they're doing and duplicate it, but in your own way. So what truly motivates me is understanding that everything is possible if I truly believe in what I'm doing. Got it. What inspires you? Helping people believe the same thing. When I get text messages or video testimonials or a written testimonial from someone that I've worked with and they just thanked me so much for helping them and understanding that they can do this, they can build this business, they can create the income that they want. That inspires me. I've been a problem solver my entire career. Going from when I was a personal trainer and sports nutritionist for 18 years to building an online health coaching practice to building an online personal training business to now doing coaching and consulting for entrepreneurs and financial services and basically anyone that needs to connect with other people. So everyone has always come to me with a problem and I have figured out a solution. So what inspires me is to continue to move forward every day so I can bless more people with the solutions that I've created for myself and my business so I can teach them the same thing and how they can improve theirs. That's what really inspires me every day. So if you had to teach us something in two minutes, what would that be? So I would say LinkedIn, and I can do this in a very, very simple way. It's called the four layers of LinkedIn. The first layer is your profile, optimizing it the right way. If it's not filled out top to bottom the right way with the right keywords, search engine optimization-wise, it's invisible. And I've done the hard work for you. So all you have to do is go to my website, scottaaron.net, click on free infographic, and it gives you six tips to perfecting your profile. So making sure that the right keywords are on your profile in every section about me, the experience, licenses, inserts, education, volunteer experience. The second layer is connecting with your ideal avatar. You're allowed 30,000 connections on LinkedIn. So you need to be selective of actually who you want in your network. Every connection that you have should be viable. It could be a potential client, customer, or someone you can collaborate with. Client, customer, collaboration, the three Cs. That's what you're looking for with an ideal connection on LinkedIn. So really taking advantage of those 30,000 connections in your favor. The third part is messaging people. This is where the wheels come off. So I have something called the magic formula. It's a three-step process. Step one, you mention the person's name. Hey, Joe, great to connect with you. Step two, link between you and them, why you should connect, and what's the connecting point. I see that you have a business podcast, as do I. Would love to hear about it. Share more about mine to see how we can support each other here on LinkedIn. So I've bridged the gap, number one. Number two, I used one of the most important words in the English language, the word support. So the brain, when someone just reads the word support, the brain actually releases a chemical called oxytocin. It's one of our feel-good chemicals, just like serotonin or endorphins or dopamine. So the person automatically feels good as they're talking to you. Step three is you finish with a call to action. Questions lead to answers. Statements lead to nowhere. So you just ASK to GET, ask in order to get. Do you have any time this week for a call? That's it. The fourth and final step is providing relevant content. There's two things that you should do on LinkedIn, educate or inform. So I don't care if you post every day, do a video every day, write an article every day. Whenever you're producing content on LinkedIn, 
It should educate your audience on something that maybe they don't know or inform them of something new that they need to do to move their business forward. So it's never talking about what you want to talk about. It's talking about what's going to help them most. So in a little over two minutes, those are the four keys to really succeeding in using LinkedIn the right way for your business. Awesome. Thank you. So as the old saying goes, time flies when you're having fun. We've come to the end of our conversation, but I don't want to let you go without you giving people how they can connect with you or reach out if they have questions about you or your business. Yeah. www.scotterron.net is my website. That's where you can download the free infographic. You can schedule a free call, my podcast, my books. On social media, if you just type in Scott Aaron on Facebook or LinkedIn, I will pop up. If you're on Instagram, my handle is at Scott Aaron LinkedIn and would love to connect with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Scott. Grateful to be here. And thank you so much again. Enterprisers, if you got value from that awesome conversation, let the world know by subscribing to the email list and leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps us know that we're bringing you golden nugget field conversations with the most inspirational business owners. Reach out at podcast at enterprisenow.net with any feedback or questions for me or any of my guests. Thanks again, folks, and we'll talk with you guys next time. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.